I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Billy the Bat Boy's Corner is presented by Up On Game Presents. The podcast feed features a diverse lineup of shows featuring entertaining and authentic personalities with unique perspectives and opinions driven by sports and pop culture. Among the programs are conversations with a legend with LeVar Arrington. Stay a while with Tommy Vincent, Pity Left Hook, Straight Facts, What Are Those, Business of Esports, and Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, which is available on iHeartRadio and everywhere podcasts are heard. I'm Billy Pinkney, and today we're joined by Houston Nationals prospect Taylor Jones. Taylor, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's start off by talking about your time in college. You attended Gonzaga University. Want to talk about the experience that you had playing there? Yeah, I enjoyed it at Gonzaga. Um, I kind of went in as uh, as a two-way player, primarily really on the mound pitching. Right. And um, kind of had some difficulty on the mound, had some arm trouble, ended up transitioning to full-time position player, and then kind of just, uh, you know, transitioned from the college level to the to the professional level just as a position player um, and I enjoyed my time there I really enjoyed the environment that the coaches provided and uh, the players that ran through the system and it was a it was a great four years right. how, t- how tough was that transition from pitching to then becoming a full-time hitter Honestly, the transition wasn't very tough it was tougher trying to manage both at the same time and I feel like once I really um, just kind of put all my eggs in one basket when I decided that I wasn't going to pitch anymore. It really actually became easier because I was now able to focus more on one than trying to divide my time and conquer. So um, the transition really wasn't too difficult. Obviously, I had to learn how to think more like a position player and more like a hitter um, instead of being on the mound. But I also think that kind of helped being that, you know, I had some perspective from pitching to hitters and trying to get those guys out. It helped 
um, on the other side where I'm trying to figure out what a pitcher might throw me. Then in 2016, the Astros drafted you in the 19th round. Can you talk about when you found out that you were drafted? Yeah, I was just at home uh, hanging out with the parents. Um, and I actually missed my name being called. We were uh, kind of sitting, uh, hanging out in the living room. And my parents' ears kind of perked up. We were talking about something else. And they just said, oh, they just said your name. I think you just got drafted. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I kind of missed my name being read, but then we played it back. Um, but it was exciting. It was a cool feeling just to know that all the hard work um, had paid off and, and got an opportunity to play at the professional level. Yeah, and when looking at your stats from 2017 and 2018, it looks like you made some adjustments to perform better at an even higher level. What were some of the adjustments that you had to make during that offseason? Yeah, so there's a little bit of a transition between uh, kind of what I had going on in the box as a college player and then moving towards more of a professional uh, atmosphere. And so changing my swing had to happen. And we kind of went through some uh, mechanic changes, which kind of took me a little while to get down and, and kind of make my own. Um, I was trying to figure out what the organization wanted me to do and then how I could kind of mesh it into my swing that I had already um, because I was a good college hitter, but my the way I was swinging, the way I was hitting didn't really translate to the pro game. And so obviously I had to you know make some adjustments. And once I figured out those adjustments, once I was able to kind of make them my own, uh, it was when I really started performing well. Now, last year, not last year, but the year before in AAA, you had a great year. You hit 291 with 22 big flies. So what would you say are some qualities that you must have in AAA? Um, I just tried to be a difficult hitter, you know, just try to be a tough out. When I have to shorten up and make contact and, and find hits, do that. But then also, you know, I got, I'm a long levered guy. I got a lot of um, a lot of levers, and so I kind of use that to my advantage for some pop and some power. And I think moving forward is just kind of knowing when I got to take my shots and uh, maybe take advantage of bad pitches a little bit more often. I think I did a pretty good job in AAA, but there was room for improvement for sure, and I could identify where I could get better at that, um, and hopefully I could you know translate that to the big league level. Right, and you just mentioned that you're a tall guy, six seven. Do you feel that your height has impacted your ability to play this game in a positive way? Yeah, I think just from a physics standpoint, if you have long levers, it helps with, um, you know, power and extension and all that stuff. You want to talk about plate coverage and all that. Um, obviously, being tall and long helps. Obviously, there are some difficulties in being bigger, depending on, you know, uh, you know what you're talking about when you want to talk about um, – guys beating me inside sometimes that's an issue just because I do have a lot of ground to cover with all my mechanics and all my long arms and and whatnot so I think more more than anything it's a positive and it's and it's an advantage um but you just have to learn how to work with your body when when you're a big guy like me now this past minor league season was canceled but you actually had an opportunity with the big league club can you talk about the experience that you had playing in the major leagues yeah, it was awesome. Obviously, it was a weird year, a weird, a weird situation for everybody. Um, but it was an awesome experience to be around the club, to be around the guys. It was 
unforgettable. You know, I don't think you can ever downplay your debut and downplay um, your first season up in the big leagues at all, even though it might have been kind of the beta version of the big leagues without fans and, um, you know, the crowd interacting. It's, it's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, you know, I had a blast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Juan Gabriel. Juan Giz. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, when did you find out that you were getting called up? Because there's no AAA. It's not like you could be called in and, uh, you know, be told by your AAA manager. So was it, were you at the alternate site? Yeah, we had just actually shown up to the alternate site after breaking from summer camp. Okay. Um because it was the second game into the season when I got called up. And so, 
you know, we had just gotten there. We hadn't even had any workouts or anything like that. We were just sitting out in the hotel and um, it was late at night. I got a knock on my door and they, they told me I was going to Houston in the morning. So it was, it was exciting. It was a little bit um, uh, of a, an exciting moment. And, and you know, having the, the family not be able to come was kind of a bummer. But to get on the phone and, and be able to tell them and uh, get them all excited for, for me going up was pretty awesome. Right. What kind of uh, takeaways were you able to take away from that experience in the big leagues? All sorts of stuff. I mean, just kind of the preparation that goes on uh, with some of those guys and the professionalism. Obviously, they they have a job that they're trying to achieve and they go about it as such. They make sure that they're prepared. They make sure that they're doing what they got to do to get ready for every game. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of good a lot of good role models, I think, in that clubhouse. A lot of guys that you could look up to, like a Brantley or um, or a Springer, um, and even some of the the younger stars, you know, like Cray and, and Bregman. There's just there's just a, a crazy list of guys, and then you got um, someone like Jose Altuve, you know, just a list of guys, and you could go down the whole lineup. Um, and what I would really do is just kind of peep everyone's game and just kind of pick apart things that I could add that they do to my own game or um, just kind of take mental notes about how they prepare for themselves. Now, throughout your baseball journey, who have been some figures who have influenced your game along the way? Oh, man, there's a ton of people. Um, from coaches to obviously my parents to players that I've gone through the system with, from players that I've played at the college level with, I mean, that's the one thing about baseball and you learn pretty quickly is that there's such a network and such a connection. You could meet somebody that um, you're meeting for the first time, but they know five other guys that you've played with or um, that you know through your career. And so trying to come up with a list of, of solid influences is pretty tough just because there's been so many. Um, and there's so many people that have ha had their hand in this pot um, and, and have helped me get to where I've where I've gotten. So, um, obviously, starting with Gonzaga, there's a great environment there, great coaches, great support system, um, a great handful of players that I learned how to play at a high level from, and then getting into the pro system. I think the Astros have done a great job with their staff members and, and the coaches that they've had. I've learned a ton from those guys and the organization. Um, and then also the guys that I played with. I mean, there's a ton of talent in this organization, not only at the big league level, but throughout the whole minor league system. And you just kind of learn as much as you can. And that's that's really what you, you got to do is just pick up little information, little bits of information here and there on your way, um, and then just kind of mold it into your own game. In a few sentences, how would you describe your game and yourself as a player? A few sentences. Um I try to be athletic, smooth, um, and powerful. Those are really kind of the things that I try to hone in on. Um, I think every player should kind of figure out what you do and, and just try to get really good at those things. And defensively, I try to be smooth. I try to be athletic. I try to be versatile. I'm, I'm trying to play more positions now, even though I was drafted as a first baseman. Um, and then just at the plate, just trying to be a tough out and trying to use my leverage to produce some power and, and be a good contact hitter when I have to be.
And the last question I want to ask you today is what advice would you give to a younger player, whether in high school or college, who might be going through that process of recruitment or getting drafted? Yeah, just be open minded um, and always just carry yourself in a professional manner. Uh, when I mean being open minded, just have um, just like an especially at the college when you're a high schooler looking at colleges, be open minded to different opportunity. Um, sometimes you don't always get presented the opportunity that you want, but through other avenues and through other pathways, you're going to find that if you work hard and, and stay dedicated, you're going to find your way through. Um, and then be professional. Like at the end of the day, we're kids playing a game. We're, we're just big kids playing a game, you know? And so you, you got to have to have that fine line of, um, you know, acting goofy and playing as a kid, but then also being very professional because at the end of the day, you got people that are looking up to you and it's a job. Um, it's a fun job and it's an awesome job, but you got to be professional. And I think that's one thing that has helped serve me um, through my career. Great stuff. Taylor, I appreciate you coming on. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. All right. To all you guys watching, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.